Welcome everyone to the Special Education Inner Circle. I'm your host, Katherine Witcher, and today we are recording live for our IEP Roadmap Workshop. So you're gonna hear me interacting with those who are here. We have parents, teachers, admins, therapists, all here ready to create their 2021 Roadmap. So let's start with our POP IEP quiz. I would love for those that are here live to please use the chat box and hop in and give some answers, give some feedback on this quiz. The first question is, who is the biggest influencer at your IEP table? I would love to know as you're sitting at the IEP table and all the discussions are happening, who's the biggest influencer? Who's the biggest impact at the table for the IEP decisions? We have um, Brianna who is saying the parent is the biggest impact. I have listed parent, teacher, or other. I have Dominique who says myself. I'm gonna actually um, give you an insight into who I think should be the biggest influencer at the IEP table. And the, the next question is, how long does your IEP meeting last? Is it one to two hours, three to four hours, or multiple days? I'm always interested to see the answers to how long does your IEP meeting last because it varies so much. So um, let's see, I have some more answers to the who's the biggest influencer. Brianna, who is in our Master IEP Coach Mentorship, just said the child. Yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. We have to keep everything child-centered. Now, the parent is typically the biggest voice for the child, but the biggest influencer at the table needs to be the child, whether they are present or not. We need to be making our decisions based on that child's needs. So we have, um, let's see, Angela says that her IEP meetings typically last two hours. We have one to two, one hour, one to two. Um, so we absolutely want to keep our IEP meetings under two hours. One hour is ideal. Somebody listening here just went, wait, I didn't know that it could actually be longer than one hour. The school only gives me one hour. Well, if we can't get to IEP decisions, in two or less hours, then we're in a bigger situation where we need to do more work before the meeting and more work after the meeting. So we come to the meeting, it's more productive. So we'll talk about some of those strategies and how to make that happen inside of your IEP roadmap today. A lot of you are used to IEP meetings taking multiple days, and that's something that we want to avoid. That doesn't mean that we don't want multiple meetings, but in 2021, I do not want your IEP meetings taking multiple days. Now, my third question here, and our last one is, do you have a bigger plan beyond the IEP? Your choices are, I think so. What? And tell me more. See, the IEP is just the beginning of a special education plan. It is the minimum that needs to be provided for a child. We can always do more. So I absolutely want you to have a bigger plan beyond the IEP. Now, I want you to go through this checklist that I have and make sure that you want to be here today making a difference for 2021 inside of the IEP. And you know what? This is not for everyone because a lot of people are stuck in the old way of doing special education. And quite honestly, they want to stay there. So 
this is the right place for you if you're here with an open mind that you're not going to say we can't do that it'll never happen it, that you're really looking for opportunities to create change you also have to believe that an IEP matters. I know that maybe you've been burned in the past. There's been IEP documents that have been made, whether you're a parent or a teacher, and they've been put on the shelf and maybe not looked at again for the rest of the year. But an IEP matters, and you have to wholeheartedly believe that they can make a difference for this IEP roadmap to work. You also don't like fighting about IEPs. There are some people that just thrive on drama in special education, I'm just gonna call that out, and this is not the place. You also need to be able to ask questions. You can't just um, stay passive in the IEP process. You have to promise today, if you are here live, that you're gonna ask one question. If you are watching the replay, you're gonna be able to ask questions, and I'll show you how in just a little bit. So, here we have our IEP comparison chart. I want you guys to really think about your old school and nude school way of doing IEPs. Our old school way of doing IEPs that we're gonna leave in 2020, like we're not taking it with us into 2021, are the things that you don't like about the IEP process. And in 2021, I'm gonna help you switch those. So let me give you an example. And here in the chat box, for those of you that are here live, I want you to list something that you don't like about the IEP process. So for example, an old school way of doing IEPs is that an IEP notice comes to the parent and says, here's the date and time, and everybody does their own work. They all put together their own reports, their own data, their own agenda of what's going to happen, and then you come to the meeting hoping that everything's going to work out. You don't know what the other person is going to say. In fact, teachers feel at a loss because they don't even know what their colleagues are going to say. Parents definitely feel like they're in the dark. And another old school way of doing things is to say, these are the programs that we have. Your child fits here. That is not a great way to really look at the IEP process and figure out a placement. We need to individualize programs, get creative, and not just fit the child into the box of the programs that are already available, but developing new programs, especially right now, is super important. This doesn't mean that we're creating an entirely new program from scratch. It's about getting creative with the resources that we already have. So we have um, Brianna who has just said, I was never told how important the parent input statement was. Mine have typically been about a paragraph. So again, I mentioned Brianna is a master IEP coach and that's exactly what we're gonna talk about today with our IEP roadmap is how important the parent input statement can be to be the driver on the IEP roadmap. So if we're going to change into the new way of thinking, we're gonna take away some of those um, sticking points of everybody doing their own work individually and coming to the table with a bunch of surprises, that things have been predetermined and that a child has to just um, work with the resources that are currently in the district and there's no creativity that's really happening. If we're gonna let all those things go, we have to make a decision right now to work as an IEP team. And what that means is that every bit of communication that you have with the IEP team goes out to 
the entire IEP team. Now, I'm not talking about the daily communication that might go back and forth between a parent and a teacher. I'm talking about IEP issues, IEP concerns, IEP collaboration, ideas, brainstorms. We need to share those as a team. One of the biggest things that I love to teach all families and teachers that I work with is that when we start communicating as a team, we start working as a team. So for example, if a child is struggling out on the playground with making friends, that is not a one person issue on the IEP team. That is everybody, the OT, the speech, teach, the speech therapist, the classroom teacher, everybody can have input on how to try to help the child develop their strengths on the playground so recess is an enjoyable activity but we have to communicate as a team most of the time when an issue like recess comes up it goes straight to the teacher and the teacher then has to troubleshoot so we have to really start communicating as a team so take that away from today as an action step when i have a concern about my child's education i'm going to communicate with the entire iep team teachers and therapists i need you to do the same thing it is not about trying to figure out everything behind the scenes and get it right you have to include the parent in communication they know that there's going to be struggles and they want to be part of the solution when we flip our IEP process from the old school to the new school way, we have to make the decision that we're going to be working on facts, not feelings. In fact, I'm going to give you a red flag that you have to write down. And anytime you hear yourself say this or you hear somebody else say this, you're going to know that you need to start asking for data. We're going to make really smart decisions in 2021 based on data. So anytime you hear somebody say, I feel, and then they finish that sentence about what they're feeling. I feel that the student would do better in a large group situation. I feel that my child would do better with a one-on-one -on -one situation. I feel that is a huge red flag statement. So as we get prepared for 2021, I mean, we've taken a huge detour in 2020, right? Things have fallen apart and we need to get back on track. But to do that, we need the facts to make it happen. So I want you to be committed to communicating as a team about the facts. I want you to communicate with data. I want you to communicate with really black and white information that does not leave room for too much air, right? We can't be perfect all the time when it comes to figuring out exactly what needs to happen in the IEP, but what we can be is really smart and operate on facts versus feelings. So inside of your IEP roadmap, we have a sweet spot. And um, for those of you that are listening on the podcast, you're not able to see the visual, um, but we have um, circles that are overlapping and it shows that school's on one side and home's on the other side and the student is in the middle. And that's exactly where we need to be. See, there's gonna be things that the school wants to do that the home parents, caregivers, do not want to happen. And there's gonna be things that at home the parents want and the school quite honestly doesn't have to provide it. But when we keep the student in the center and we can find the places where the school agenda and the home agenda overlap and it's in the best interest of the student, that's where we wanna focus the IEP. 
we can have discussions about what the school uh, is supposed to provide or isn't providing and what the home you know caregivers and parents want and what would be best for the child but it's when we find the common ground of what's what is appropriate for the student. Remember in the purpose and findings of IDEAL law, we have that special education is supposed to provide a free and appropriate public education, but it's also there so we can meet a child's unique needs and prepare them for further education, employment, and independent living. That is all centered around the student. And when we bring the agenda from school and the agenda from home and we put it together and keep the student at the center, that's our sweet spot for the IEP roadmap. There are six stops on your IEP roadmap. Now, there are a lot of pages inside of a document and there's a lot of boxes to be checked but if we look at these six things in 2021, you are going to have a different special education experience. We have the parent input statement, present levels of performance, annual goals and objectives, accommodations and modifications, services and placement. Those are the six areas that I wanna help you in 2021 make sure are really on point for each individual student. That might be your child or maybe you're a teacher and this is for your students. You need to figure out where to focus because there's so much going on. It's feeling overwhelming. So we have Megan who has said, um, the IEP team knows that I'm coming with my binders and I want data and examples of the issues they are saying they are having with my daughter. And that's exactly right. We can completely honor that things are not always great inside of a special education program, but we have to have the conversation centered around the student and data so we can leave the feelings to deal with later. We have to get to really building this foundation based on facts inside of these six IEP stops of the parent input statement, the present levels of performance, annual goals and objectives, accommodations and modifications, services, and placement. So today I'm going to walk you through that first stop on the IEP roadmap and that's your parent input statement. Now we would expect when we hear what's the parent input um, for the IEP that there would be an awesome statement inside of the IEP. Um, everybody, no matter where you're located in the country, there is a section in the IEP for parent educational concerns, or it might say parent vision statement. It's labeled something different, but the um, purpose of that section is to get the parent input. We expect that that should be a very detailed area, but the reality is that the parent input statement is typically underutilized. It's an area where sometimes parents dump their complaints and it, the teachers are, or whoever's taking notes at the IEP meeting are just listing off things like mom is worried about child eating lunch by themselves. Yes, that's a concern, but that's not where it goes inside the parent input statement. That is something that we need to be dealing with at a different level. So your parent input statement should really have a clear vision of what the parent or caregivers expect long-term in several areas that are extremely important for both short-term and long-term success. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but when you go to school to become a special education teacher, 
And I did that. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and several different teaching certificates, okay? When you go to school, they don't teach you exactly which IEP goals to pick for a child because that would be impossible to do. You learn how to write IEP goals. You learn how to do some direct instruction. But we don't have a crystal ball as a special education teacher to figure out exactly what each child needs. And each child has unique needs. And each family has different expectations. So as an educator, when you can really help a parent develop a parent input statement, it can actually make your job easier because you have a direction to go. A lot of you guys know I'm a special needs sibling. So um, my brother is 43 with Down syndrome. And what my parents wanted for my brother was much different than perhaps even some of their best friends who had children with Down syndrome. But everybody's needs can be met inside of the IEP and it can meet the family's expectation if we get clear on what that expectation is. So a lot of the breakdown that happens inside of an IEP is because the parents have one expectation of what special education should be doing. And teachers are basically making their best guess at what they should be doing for a child and helping them reach the next milestones. Now, I don't want to minimize the education. Like I said, I am trained as a teacher, but we really are picking from several hundred of options of goals when it comes to uh, helping a child make progress in reading, make progress in communication, make progress in um, their social emotional areas. There's all different options for us. And we have to be able to narrow that down and working with parents and creating a parent input statement that sets expectations very clearly for where home and school can meet and work together is really important. So I have here for you a parent input statement and how we can really include all of the areas. So you'll see here that uh, it needs to be student-centered, we need to have areas of social emotional, communication, academics, and community skills or community relationships. Now, I, for those of you, again, that are on the podcast, I have a visual of a triangle and everything starts at the top and we have the most important as student-centered and then we have social emotional communication, academics, and community listed underneath. The uh, intensity of each of those areas will vary depending on the child's needs. They don't have to go in that order. But at the very bottom of that is where we have the district agenda, meaning that all of this parent input you know, needs to be balanced with what the school can do, what the school should be providing. But parent input comes first. A lot of times parents will limit their vision for their own children because they don't believe that the school can provide it. They put the district's agenda as almost like a filter over what they're creating as a parent input statement. And that's not what you should do. You need to be parent uh, input needs to be the highest expectations. And let me give you an example. Um, I have a, a client of mine who wrote a parent input statement that has statements such as, my child will learn who is a trusted adult that they can ask for help. They will learn how to use sarcasm appropriately in a conversation and understand humor. They will know how to self-manage their medical needs. They will know how to navigate the community effectively. So that might mean anything from 
um, riding in a car appropriately to um, ordering a Lyft or an Uber or taking public transportation. Bottom line is the parent wants the child to be able to navigate through the community effectively. Those are things that can go inside of a parent input. You're setting the vision for what you expect for your child to do in the future. When we create an effective roadmap, we know that it is not a one-time deal. This is a constant flow of information from parents and students about supports and goals and data over to the IEP team. We cannot set something in stone in special education. This is always evolving. Your parent vision statement may be evolving. Your uh, IEP goals may be met sooner than what we thought, or maybe meaningful progress is not happening and we need to rewrite the goals to make sure that we're meeting a child's unique needs and that we've broken down the goal far enough so we can achieve meaningful progress. So I want you to understand that this is not a one-time document that we set and let it go. We need to be able to uh, really look at how are we going to implement this IEP? What data are we going to expect on a regular basis? What conversations are we going to have based on facts, not feelings, to make sure we're moving this child forward. So Megan just said, can I email the slides to her afterwards? I'm not going to be emailing the slides out, Megan, but you will be getting this as a replay. And um, I'm going to go ahead and just say, come on over into the special ed inner circle and come join me because you will get a downloadable version of the IEP roadmap. That's better than the slides today. So we're gonna cover a couple of myths and truths, and then I'll share with you guys how you're able to download your own IEP roadmap that you can create yourself, and you'll have the help of both me and an entire team of master IEP coaches. So let's go through a couple of myths and truths that are happening right now inside of special education that can kind of cloud our judgment when it comes to setting our roadmap for 2021. So the first myth is that missed IEP services are gone forever. That is not true. So I'm gonna teach you in 2021 how to really work on getting remedial instruction or recovery instruction to help you get your child back to baseline, your students back to baseline as soon as possible. We are still expecting meaningful progress no matter what type of learning situation your child is in, whether it's in the classroom full-time, hybrid, or virtual. We need to have ambitious goals that have meaningful progress. All right, the next myth is that everything happens inside of formal meetings. That is simply not true. Meetings are not always mandatory. In fact, a lot of the things that I'm gonna teach you to do inside of your IEP roadmap are going to help really define an effective program for a child and help them make progress without going to meetings. The more a conversation we can get going and then paperwork shuffle we can do to make things happen, the better. So the other myth, and this is a big one, is that your IEP team is too broken to fix. I have heard this a lot. A lot of struggles happen, right? And then you get in your head that this is not fixable, like not until next year, not until I get a new team, not until we're out of the school, not unless I move, not unless... Um, you know, if you're a colleague, if you're a teacher, that not unless your colleagues change. That is not true. There are absolutely things that we can do to improve the IEP team trust, integrity, 
and results at all times, no matter how broken it was in the past or where you're at right now, it's absolutely possible. So your IEP roadmap has those six different steps. We covered the parent input statement and how you can flip that input statement into a true vision and a driver inside of the IEP. In fact, you can go grab your IEP and look at that parent input statement, see what it says, I can pretty much guarantee that you're gonna to want to improve that. So your IEP roadmap is inside of the special education inner circle. So you can hop over to specialedinnercircle.com and you'll see what's included inside of the special ed inner circle, including this roadmap. I'm actually just gonna type the link here in for everybody who is here live. And inside of the inner circle, you have access to a team of master IEP coaches. These are parents, teachers, admins, and therapists that I have trained to walk you through the IEP process in a whole different way. You're going to have opportunities for a live Q&A so you can get real-time answers as you create your roadmap, and we learn a whole lot of other things, too. You'll have the support of a community, including the master IEP coaches and parents and teachers who get you. I mean, if you're here right now, if you're listening to this, if you made it this far, that means that you need the support of those that are in the special ed inner circle because they're their people, they're your people who understand. I also bring in guest experts. For those of you that don't know, I have been in the field for about 25 years professionally. I know a lot of people <laughs> and we have a lot of great master IEP coaches and I bring them in to help take your knowledge of special education and what is possible to the next level. The other thing that you get is a whole bunch of lessons that you can learn at your own pace, which means you don't have to show up at a certain day and time to learn about IEP data or learn about the input statement or learn about accommodations and modifications. You can learn at your own pace, everything right there at your fingertips. So inside of the special education inner circle, you're going to get the entire IEP roadmap for 2021. You're going to get support to make it happen. You're gonna get monthly live calls, Zoom calls with me so we can work together in real time. You'll also get weekly support from Master IP coaches to make it happen. So there's also a bonus. If you head over to Special Ed Inner Circle right now, you'll see what it is. You're going to love it. I'm not gonna spoil it. You have to head over there to go see what it is. Um, so when you join me, you have insider-only events. So inside of the Special Education Inner Circle, we call you Special Education Insiders. So we have insider-only events that are always recorded and the replays are always available because I know that you are super busy. The Special Education Inner Circle was built for the busiest people I know special education teachers, and special needs parents. You guys have a lot on your plate, but I know you want more information. You wanna interact, you want live Q&A, you wanna be able to connect. I've got all of that for you inside of the special education inner circle. This is something that's been around for years. I think we're going on year six right now. And what happened is I've been helping parents and teachers and teams through the special education system for the 25 years. And my private client list was full. In fact, I don't work one-on-one -on -one with clients anymore. I took all of my tools, all of the things that I've been using for decades, and I put them into an online library, and then I made it a live group and a live interactive experience for parents and teachers where you guys can show up when you can, and then I'll be available for you. So you'll be able to download the IEP roadmap, and you're going to be able to really 
raise up your expectations in special education. So for example, this mama who joined the special education inner circle, she had a goal that she wanted to encourage her son's teachers to think outside the box so he can achieve and exceed his goals. I mean, who wants that? right? Everybody. We want to really work together to get out of just the standard curriculum or the standard modifications or the, the accommodations that have been done forever. We want to really look at what can be done differently in 2021. There's a lot of things in special education that can change and should change based on what has happened in the last six to nine months inside of our special education system. Remember we said that the entire point of special education is to make sure that you are uh, preparing a child for further education, employment, and independent living. And what that looks like right now is different than it looked even a year ago. How we use money, how we go shopping, how we're navigating our community, how we're socializing, how we are communicating and learning. We have so much technology that's happening right now. We have different ways of doing things. And a lot of this is not going to change. It's made us leap into the future faster. And we need to make sure that our IEPs are going to keep up. So many times we still have IEP goals that are written for the 1980s and they got to go. So the whole, well, how do I figure out which goals to, to write? as a teacher or as a parent, you know, how do I help really um, have input on what goals are written and how do I help prioritize what's inside of my child's academic day? I'm gonna help you do all of that inside of the special ed inner circle. We have uh, Jennifer here who's a member of the inner circle. She said, you have made me so confident. My favorite thing to say is, do you have the data to support that? You've made me feel like an IEP superhero. Now let me just break down this statement just for a second. Do you have the data to support that? Is because remember we talked a little bit about ago about how we need to really make decisions based on facts, not feelings. That doesn't mean that I want more arguing and more conflict. I want less arguing. I want less conflict. To do that, we need the facts. So instead of Jennifer saying, hey, uh, you know, let's uh, get together and just talk it out and figure out what do we need to do for my child next? The team was making recommendations and she says, do you have the data? So instead of getting into a huge conversation about why is the team making this and what are they feeling and what do things possibly look like and what might be happening, she did not agree with what the team was saying, but instead of saying, I don't agree and getting in a back and forth, she says, do you have the data to support that? And that's a great statement because it's saying, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I want to make a decision as a parent based on facts. And I can't wait to help you do that and so much more inside of the special ed inner circle. So is the special education inner circle just for parents? No way. So teachers join us all the time. And uh, Molly and Yvette here, they said they do not teach us any of this when we go through college courses for special ed. And then Yvette says, it's true. It's been, I've been in the field a long time and I'm still learning such powerful things. So this is an area that teachers lack in and it's not their fault. And by this, I mean the area of being able to collaborate, be a team leader, prioritize, prepare a child for the future, step out of the district's agenda, step back into why they got into teaching, and really join a community that has both parents and teachers. So it's not a one-sided conversation. You're constantly learning of what can be done across the country.
So let's see, I got a couple of people that are putting their emails into the chat box. I wanna make sure that you guys know you can hop over to specialedinnercircle.com. You'll be able to drop your email over there and get the information on how to um, join the Special Ed Inner Circle because these slides are just the beginning of the IEP roadmap and you get the full IEP roadmap inside of the Special Ed Inner Circle. We have here, this was Carla. She said, thank you for helping me write a parent input statement. The IEP team was really impressed and said they wished more parents did this. So if you thought while you were listening to this that there was no way that your team was going to be receptive, I promise you Carla thought the same thing. And that's not what happened. Her team was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Yes, now we have direction, we have clear communication, we have a starting point to really build an effective IEP. Something really important for you to know is that when you join the special education inner circle, you're actually gonna be able to download an app that's gonna give you all this information right at your fingertips. So this is not a complicated, I'm gonna you know, put a lot of different pieces for you to learn and navigate and get lost in, absolutely not. You're gonna be able to download an app, access the entire special education inner circle, and then hop over to our private community on Facebook and interact, ask questions, get support, and join us live monthly on calls. So um, let's see, um, Tana says, our data always comes as just a percentage. Am I able to request raw data, like writing samples? Absolutely, 100% yes. And inside of the inner circle, I have a, a format, a template for you to ask for that data on a regular basis. Every time you get a progress report, you should be getting data to support that progress. And that includes asking for raw data if you'd like to see that. So I wanna give a shout out to our master IEP coaches who um, I know that they're here today. They're watching in the Q&A box, making sure that everybody is taken care of. They're also inside of our special education inner circle, ready to help you through your 2021 IEP roadmap. So I'd love to see you inside of the special education inner circle. Just remember that 2020 fell apart. But in 2021, we can put together things better than ever. So come get your IEP roadmap. Let us support you through these next steps in making sure that you truly are preparing every child for further education, employment, and independent living. I'll see you guys over at the inner inside of the inner circle. And here, I'm just, I'm reading a question here. She says, Tanith says, um, yay, that she joined the inner circle last week and she can't wait to explore more. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things to explore in there. Take it at your own pace, Tanith. Make sure you look at the hot topics inside of your special education inner circle library. Make sure you're interacting inside of our Facebook group. We've got our master IP coaches there ready to help you. And um, it's going to be a great 2021. I'm glad to have you there. And I hope to see everyone else there too. Thank you for being here here today, everybody. I'll see you inside the special education inner circle.